What's going on, Elseworld citizens? Thank you so much for joining me on this rainy Monday down here in Florida. I hope you're having a nicer day wherever you may be. Hoping you are escaping the rain. If not, welcome, sit down, let's talk some comics. Now, today is going to be a bit of a callback because I have talked about this comic that I'm featuring here today. It is an Elseworlds comic from the run back in 1996. That being said, though, it is an oldie but goodie. And I'm going to be branching away from my current, you know, positive spin just to get get something off my chest about current media and how they approach comic book news. Because uh, I've started to notice it's starting to there's certain uh, verbiage and certain dialogue being used in uh, social media posts as well as news posts when it comes to reporting on comics. And I kind of just want to get it off my chest because I feel like they, the approach that we are having to comics in the 21st century and as we move forward, you know, we're it's about to be 2020 in, what, 8 to 10 months? So, I mean, I just feel like it, there there needs to be a change. There needs to be some growth, a better open mind, an else, a new Elseworlds state of mind, if you'd like to say. So, first of all, Let's get started with Kingdom Come. Now, Kingdom Come was published in 1996 by DC Comics under their imprint, Elseworlds. And it was written by Mark Wade and Alex Ross, who also did art. And not only did he do the art he drew, but he also hand-painted the pages. This is before there was the stenciling and before we used some more digital coloring practices. This was hand-painted. Um, and you can really see it in the texture and the colors, the ink, the dark black paint that was used to ink and to detail really brings out the shadows and the structure and the physique of these heroes. Now, Kingdom Come is, in a way, a deconstructionist tale. Um, it's set in the future, far future, where our true Justice League, our true trinity of heroes, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green uh, Green Lantern, um, Martian Manhunter, who, you name it, the, 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 the classic heroes that would be in this tale have all gone and retired. The government and the society as a whole has been so inundated with superheroes as in their reality, that they've started to lean towards heroes and vigilantes that tend to be a more violent, tend to judge quicker than Superman or Batman or even Wonder Woman. And they tend to take causes into their own hands and make decisions immediately before, uh, before consulting with the government or before consulting with colleagues or fellow vigilantes. They take immediate action that may cause dire consequences and because of that though the youth of the society the youth of the world seem to be embracing this new hardened edgier side of heroes and therefore our classic heroes are kind of left by the wayside that is to say until a new foil emerges and Lex Luthor along with many others are trying to salvage what is remaining and must bring back the classic Justice League, the true Justice League, back to prevent a world-ending superhuman war. 
Uh, and this is a really, it's a really unique story. It is a four-issue mini miniseries. You can now just automatically buy it from DC Comics, whether it be digital or physical. If you are out there and you are near a local comic book shop, I would implore you to go seek out one of the hardcover special editions because there are some editions out there that you can find with art and sketches, what you name it. Uh, there's some really cool pieces out there for Kingdom Come, uh, especially in the special edition. So if you can find one, go seek it out. And make sure you talk to a few people about it first before you uh, just impulsively buy one uh, because a lot of times... Some of these spe some certain special editions are actually digitally retouched. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of them are digitally retouched, whereas others are simply the scans of the original work. And though the the ones you want to find are the ones that are the scans of the original work, because the digital touch-ups, granted, while they bring a bit more color sometimes to the pages, they also have to. Uh, kind of fine-tune the lines and the edges so that they don't pixelate and it just it makes it for even though they're making it look a little cleaner it's still not the original hand-drawn work that Alex Ross uh, created when he first published it back in the 90s uh, so yeah kingdom come guys go seek it out now I'll give this it is a bit wordy you think if you think your current comics that you're reading right now are super wordy or you think that, you know, some of the DC Inc. stuff, you know, well, you know, the dialogue's a little bit complex sometimes here or there. Trust me, Kingdom Come is a whole lot wordier and it's, it's, it's a lot. It's kind of like Watchmen in that sense. It's got a lot of mythos and a lot of politics, but if you have the time, make yourself a cup of coffee or some tea and sit down and enjoy just this incredible four-issue kind of self-reflection, you would say, on society and on the society of superheroes. I think it it's um, actually quite telling, especially in the current times here in America. I think it it's uh, it's a worth a read, especially if you're you know concerned about politics and the world as it is. Kingdom Come was done in '96 during a time when you know we had similar concerns about our politics and where things went and Alex Ross really and uh Mark wanted to, you know, they wanted to flush this out, tell it from a new superhero perspective. And I think it's quite telling and I think it's a great story and I think you'll enjoy it. So go out, find it. It's a true Elseworlds imprint. It's now considered a DC Black Label imprint, but it is the true one of the true original Elseworld publications. So go seek out Kingdom Come. And now, guys, comes to the... Whoop. Sorry, I'm dropping stuff here. Now comes to the quick rant, because I've got about a few... Uh, one to two minutes left. And I wanted to just kind of get something off my chest here. And it has to do with comic book news and how sites are reporting. But the thing that I start to notice, especially in, in the titles and some of these... Uh, some of these, you know, even though they're opinionated pieces, I feel like the articles kind of miskew um, what what the topic really should be about. Like, I mean, I can scroll through my phone right now and just find a few a few opinionated posts about certain comic books, like the top ten best Deadpool comics. 
I mean, that's I mean, that's give or take. I mean, what I would find as great Deadpool comics, you and you, the listeners, are gonna find completely different. Uh, same with um, let's see, like like Captain Marvel's Peaceful Scrolls come to comics too. Well. I mean, there are some scrolls that have fought for the good guys in the past of Marvel Comics. So, like, and that's coming out of Screen Rant. So it's like, uh, is it is it really like is it really something new? I I just like that could have been rephrased. Oh, here's a great one from Comic Book Resources. Granted, there's some positive things come out of resources, but a lot of it I just I kind of ignore. Uh, the Ultimate DC Fan Gift Guide. What? Well, okay. Um. First of all, just saying Ultimate DC Fan Gift Guide is kind of weird because that's a wide margin. Like, that's a wide, wide range of taste. DC publishes—DC has so many imprints right now, going from ages, like, 5 to 20. So it's hard to say, like, this is the ultimate definitive DC Fan Gift Guide because— if you're gonna go into like if you're gonna go into age and some age rate and stuff like that, then fine. But if you're just knocking down like Elseworlds, like if I were gonna say this is the ultimate DC gift guide for you guys, and all I do is read Elseworld books to you, I mean, granted that is the whole point of this podcast. But if if I was just talking comics, period, and not talking obscure indie comics or things like that, and all of a sudden I come out of nowhere and go, this is definitive, like these are the top ten, period, like no no objection. That that doesn't sound right to me. I mean, that's an opinionated piece. Like the person that's writing that article has a very specific point of view on comics, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm saying that there's a little bit of deception there in the way this news and the way they're reporting and the way their opinionated pieces are being advertised to you and to me. Then I just find a little unrelatable and a little. I don't know. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem accurate. It doesn't seem genuine to me sometimes. I don't believe in a top 10 list. That's just me. But cuz cuz to me your top 10 list is going to constantly change. Things are going to constantly flux. You're never going to have the same favorites year after year. Things are going to change. You you might give books away that you still loved, but you've got a new one that you just purchased that is blown you out of the water. So, I mean, it, it's just it was getting it was starting to bug me every time I go for news and I try to dig for news for you guys on new publication announcements. I mean, granted, I follow all the publishers. I follow all the publishers on Twitter. I follow IDW, Image, Dark Horse, DC, Marvel, uh, Aftershock, etc. I, I cover as many of them as I can. I try to catch them when they're announcing publications and release dates. But sometimes I don't have the luxury to do that deep dive, and I have to go through what would be considered a traditional news source list of comic book news. And Every time I do that, I spot out of 20, I spot at least 10 to 12 news articles, regardless of them being opinionated or not, are always skewed towards here's our top 10 list for the week and here's why we love them. And all of a sudden, and when I look at them, it's either all Marvel or it's all DC or it's just IDW or it's a sprinkling of IDW and boom. It's it just it never feels even, it never feels fair, and it doesn't feel like it's a true representation for 
just all readers, especially if you're a comic book news site. Now, here's one that I would I would say you guys should definitely follow, and that's Sci-Fi Wire. Sci-Fi Wire does an incredible job of featuring new, different comic book news day after day. They never stay on the same subject twice. They always try to change it up. They always try to focus on unique uh, stories. It's a lot of when when I'm coming to you guys with news, I like to source Sci-Fi Wire. I like to use them as a as a source because I know that whoever's doing the research and doing the digging for them really does care about it. Got that rant out of the way. Hey, listen, guys, I gotta go because I've gotta I've got something I gotta go get done this tonight. So I'm gonna get this podcast this episode out to you as quickly as I can. Thank you so much for listening again. I rambled on, so this is a little bit longer for a Monday edition, so I apologize. But I hope you guys have a great start to your week. Thank you for listening. Go out if you are so inclined to try a a true Elseworld comic. Kingdom Come is one of the best in my opinion. But you don't have to take my word for it. Go to your local comic book shop and ask the sellers there, hey, what do you think about Kingdom Come? Hey, ask your friends if they've read it. And if someone has a copy, maybe they'll be able to lend it to you. And then, hey, you don't have to spend money on that. But if you want to buy it, it'll be a great addition to your collection. Uh, It's a great one. Just keep an open mind. Keep an Elseworlds state of mind. Have a great day, guys. I'll catch you on Wednesday.